0: What's up, guys? Johnny Sins here, and welcome to the For the Throne
1: Dynasty podcast. Welcome to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast.
0: Starring your defending champion Randy of House Sanarelli, Ryan of House Palmer, Logan of House Meyer, Tyler of House Para, Danny of House Slatkey, Jake of House Hollyfield, Andy of House Pollock, Michael of House Slatkey, Justin of House Saint Peter, Steve of House Ellinger, Garrett of House Sturkin. And will of House Larson.
1: Welcome to the For the Throne Dynasty Podcast. I'm your co-host Justin, or The Kick is Gould, and I'm joined this week by Prince Palmer, or otherwise known as Ryan Palmer, to talk about uh, Logan's team, Johnny Sins and the Flex. Welcome Ryan.
0: Thank you, Justin. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, dissecting and talking about uh, Johnny Sins and the Flex, AKA our commissioner, Mr. Logan Meyer.
1: We'll start off by talking about Logan's initial inaugural draft from last past year. I was amazed when I looked at his Excel file of his roster and he only has five of the top 25 players that he drafted.
0: Yeah, I, I again I was kinda of floored by this as well. Um and I've noticed too that I mean he's only kept a couple I mean he kept after you Saquon and Mahomes. Where did his wide receivers go where he drafted? They all are dispersed on other teams, which is uh, very interesting. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit later.
1: In his inaugural draft, looking through it is not that bad. Um, he starts off 101 with Saquon Barkley. He, he's a top three running back fantasy-wise for forever, so he that's a great pick. And then he goes <laughs> to his guy, Keenan Allen, from the Chargers. Another solid pick, but he's gone. Pat Mahomes, before you got Lamar Jackson, and I, we didn't know that Lamar was going to blow up like that. Pat Mahomes was the number one fantasy QB. Who would you rather have, Ryan?
0: That's a good question That's a toss-up. Um, I think right now, I think Patrick Mahomes I would take by just like a slight fingernail. He's just so good. Obviously, just got a 99 uh, ranking on, on Madden here, so he's a real deal. Um, coming off a huge Super Bowl win, um, I think Lamar has a lot to prove still. I think he's going to do a ton of damage, but um, in this Situation, I think Patrick Mahomes would uh, get my vote.
1: So he must have done a lot of trading in this because he's got 101, 208, and then he has 302 where he got Mahomes, 305 where he gets Stephon Diggs, and then he doesn't pick again until 505 where he takes James White, who I just talked with Logan on Will's podcast about him, and he's 611 with Evan Ingram, 710 with Pettis, 711 with Carson, 1005 with James Washington. Any comments on all those guys that he just drafted that are no longer on his team? I'm
0: Ingram. I was kind of surprised, but I know he dealt him to Andy for some good pieces. James White, kind of interesting pick there. Um, Dante Pettis, I was kind of scratching my head on. Uh, Chris Carson, I love that pick. Um, And James Washington, kind of again, and a couple question marks there. But, you know, looking at this stretch, um, I can – definitely see why he wanted to deal them to get some more assets probably where he was looking for you know structuring his team moving forward got Mahomes got Saquon
1: 13th on he got Naheem Hines who is probably running back three in the Colts right now he got the Sean Jackson who is now gone from his team and then he drafted Chris Herndon the tight end for the Jets and then it goes a long time before he gets another player that he kept on his roster. The last player that he kept on his roster from his team, twenty-one oh five, Greg Zerline, now the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys, which is actually going to be a top five kicker.
0: A lot of these guys are not on current rosters or are going to be cut, um, with a couple exceptions. I mean, ha's still playing pretty good. Jay Kumaro actually, you know, they're talking about having a, a resurgence. I know he's on your squad now, so I'm pretty excited to see him on a squad um, but everyone else is just kind of like question marks
1: and then if we look at his rookies so in the second round he drafted Damian Harris 201 he is now gone he then drafted 312 Keyshawn Johnson that's the Cardinals receiver he does not have him anymore and then he drafted in the fourth round Drew Locke which is actually an incredible value now knowing where he's at but he does not have any of the rookies that he drafted previous year either
0: keeping on with the trend here i love drew lock i think he's going to have a huge year maybe not this year but in the coming years i think he's surrounded by great weapons and i just i'm so in on drew lock
1: we'll move on to the next part and we'll uh, go to the depth chart we obviously said he's got either v top or the second best dynasty fantasy qb you could possibly have in pat mahomes if pat mahomes would say get hurt or for his buy he still has Ryan Tannehill, who's a very solid option. And then on the taxi squad, he's got Jalen Hurst stashed, which is another good taxi squad haul. What do you think about his QB roster?
0: I actually don't mind it at all. Uh, obviously, Pat Mahomes, no comment there. Um, absolutely just top of the game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, a good backup. Um, he just got paid a ton of money. He's going to be at Tennessee some time tyrod taylor i think he's got some improvement there you know i actually really like the jalen hurts i like that pick too i think you know moving forward in philly you know especially with um, injury history
1: so then we get on to his running backs and we uh, start with the one-on-one in saquon barkley no comment there he's obviously going to win some games with pat mahomes and saquon uh, then you got an RB2 in James Conner. This year, as long as he stays healthy, that's going to be a great pick. And then he's got a bunch of guys who might be something, and we're not sure where they're at. Uh, Ronald Jones, I think eventually Keyshawn Vaughn will pass him up, but for now he's a solid starting option. Rashad Penny's always hurt um, and, and behind Chris Carson potential. Naheem Hines is the RB3 in Indy. Uh, Justin Jackson is running back two behind the, in the Chargers. That could be a solid guy, depending on how well Eckler plays there. Uh, Justice Hill, I know he got from you. Uh, not sure what to expect from him. Or Mike Boone uh, in Minnesota, depending on Delvin Cook's contract situation. And then, Trevion Williams on the Bengals, who I confess, I have no idea who this player is. You know, I actually
0: really like the first three. I like uh, Saquon, obviously, you know James Conner. Again, like you said, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be. You know, a lot of analysts and a lot of professionals are saying from fantasy they're they're saying that he could have a breakout year. Um, I definitely think you know having with Big Ben coming back, potentially some more dump offs, and getting him more involved in the in the passing game, which I definitely know he can do and exploit uh, defenses using Ronald Jones like you said you know Vaughn's coming after him but I think you know for now um, we'll see if there's mini camp and there's an actual battle between um, Vaughn and Jones but I think Ronald Jones at the end of the day in the beginning of the season will take that starting position i uh, not a big fan of Rashad Penny. You know, I, I think a lot of hype last year was coming in. Um, a lot of these guys that are just coming in the back end, you know, Rashad Penny, Ahim Hines, uh, Justice Hill, Mike Boone, they're just really big stretches. I really like Justin Jackson. I, I think he is kind of a diamond in the rough. You know, overall, I really like his running backs. I think he maybe would like to get another, maybe a starting piece or even maybe a handcuff. Uh, moving forward, I think maybe that's uh, an area where he will spend a little bit more time in.
1: I 100% agree. I think he might want to go grab another running back, um, even if it's just a depth piece at this point, because some of the back end of his running back roster is not looking all that great. Uh, I do have to ask you, did you know who Travion Williams was before Logan picked him up?
0: Uh, I was in the same boat as you. I had to look who this guy was.
1: So move on to his wide receivers. Um, wide receivers, he has a lot of depth and a lot of very good ones. Mm-hmm. We start with DeAndre Hopkins' must-start top five wide receiver. He got We went and picked up Adam Thielen with Stephon Diggs gone. He is unquestionably the wide receiver one in Minnesota, and he's going to get a lot of targets. And then he went up and he traded his future – for a guy who's worth it in jerry judy who somehow fell all the way down to round one pick 10 and then he went and picked up aj green in a trade as long as aj green's healthy all four of those guys are almost must starts well judy potentially Mm -hmm. but at least the other three
0: kudos to him he really put some work in to get these guys on his roster and he really knew what direction he wanted to go me and him we're kind of drafting the same room for rookie and we're just kind of puzzle why jerry judy is falling like from the sky like why is he falling all the way down to 10 i know i was in a heated battle with him um to try to get up and draft judy i am he was my guy i would love to grab him like you said deandre hopkins adam thielen jerry judy potentially aj green those guys are all must starts aj green another question mark with his you know if he's going to be on the tag this year and health wise when he's on the field there's there's a lot of people that cannot stop him
1: so he does have three potentially four depending on where judy's at must starts per week but beyond that he's got a couple solid starters that could potentially get some bi-week play or if any injuries happen uh, Preston Williams is going into his second year in Miami, and he could be wide receiver too. Jameson Crowder is a target hog. Darnold's going to give him a lot of targets. He went up and picked up Paris Campbell in trade, which I thought was an extremely smart move. I would have loved to go grab him if that's all the cost it was going to take to go get him he's got the wide receiver two and alan lazard and the packers who i think is solid but he definitely is not a wide receiver two which the packers were really dumb to make him one he fleeced will in the Taysom hill cory davis trade and got a <laughs> wide receiver two right there uh for the titans and then he's got two guys in the taxi darnell mooney and the bears colin johnson on the jaguars two guys that are pr- potentially going to be cut albert wilson another wide receiver for the dolphins and greg ward for the eagles so what do you think about the his depth pieces and wide receiver
0: the rounding out his remaining wide receivers you know like you said james prouder a great veteran like you said he just grabs so many targets um paris campbell i'm okay on uh, i think he'll have a good year um alan nazard a sneaky good pick i think especially with the limited uh You know, wide receivers that the Packers kind of uh, didn't address in the draft this year.
1: And then we'll move on to his tight ends. And once again, like he has a couple of the top of the line guys. He's got Mm -hmm. Mahomes, Barkley, Travis Kelsey is a dynamite tight end. And with Mahomes throwing to Kelsey in his roster, he's going to get double points every time anything happens.
0: Yeah, that is super scary. And like you said, I mean, just like, you know, he's got pretty much top player in each one of his position, you know, QB running back wide receiver and tight end. So he's, he's definitely got the, the big firepower. Two other tight ends with Ian Thomas and Chris um, Herndon, you know, I think, I think both have some potential and obviously Ian Thomas, I think will have a good year. I think, I think it's going to be one of those surprise sneaky, you know, dark horses that come out and is just going to flex his muscles.
1: Then we go to his kicker, who is Greg Zerline, one of the few guys that he kept from his uh, initial draft. It was a good smart move to keep him because he's now going to be a top five kicker in Dallas. We'll move on to D-line. He's got Sam Hubbard of the Bengals, Yannick Ngakwe, who is potential holdout, but he's currently on the Jags. And then he's got Javon Kinlaw chilling on his taxi. If Ngakwe doesn't hold out, him and Hubbard are a good D-line. If Ngakwe holds out, I would not start Sam Hubbard each week, even though he was a very solid player last year. I don't know what your thoughts are about that.
0: For Logan's sake, I, I really want Yannick to get get something going or go to a new team so he can he can play this year, um, especially from a fantasy standpoint. He is just an absolute monster.
1: And then we yep. go to linebackers. He is very set at linebacker. He's got Blake Martinez, formerly a Packer, now with the Giants, and Shaq Thompson of the Panthers, especially with Luke Keekly gone. Both of those guys are tackle and playmaking machines.
0: I had Blake Martinez at one point on my team, and I just absolutely loved him. And his
1: DBs, he's got uh, Tracy Walker of the Lions and Harrison Smith. Of the Vikings, both of these guys were top twenty defensive backs last year, um, so he's got uh, some options with that extra flex spot as well.
0: Yeah, the Lions are not going to be great defensively, so he definitely needs need to step up his game and start just making tackles and be a, a real big playmaker on that team. I like Tracy Walker this year.
1: Draft picks moving forward. So twenty twenty one, he did trade up. He uh, did trade away his first round pick in that Judy trade, and he apparently traded a second round from something else as well. Um, so he's got his third. And he's got three different fourth round picks, one from me, one from you, and one from Spaceballs. He's got his own fifth rounder and a sixth rounder. And 2022 and 2023, he has his full complement of picks. So he's only going to be down his top couple picks this year. And beyond that, with all his roster, it's still looking pretty damn good.
0: Maybe you potentially want to try to get back up to a second or another third Um but I'm sure he will be making those decisions as the season rolls along.
1: Then we'll go to our advised cuts. Logan has to cut five guys as of right now. Who do you think are his cuts?
0: I will go in no particular order, um, but the five cuts that I have are Justice Hill, who I dealt him um, for Chase Edmonds. So thank you, Logan, for that. That was a... uh, A really good, nice win. Albert Wilson, again, not very big high on Albert Wilson. Greg Ward, again, not a big, huge fan of him. I think he should be cut. Mike Boone, I know there's some holdouts in Minnesota. I just don't see him having any fantasy relevance this year. I think it's safe for him to cut. And then the last guy that we both had no idea who he was, uh, Trayvon Williams. So those are my five um cuts that i would suggest logan make
1: i agree with you for four of those um i think justice hill with jk dobbins and mark ingram and gus edwards i i think justin hills is probably the odd man out albert wilson there's going to be a lot of young receivers in miami i think he could be a solid receiver but i don't think he has fantasy potential at this point uh i already made the mention that greg ward is competing with like seven other brand new eagles receivers so he's not going to get as much targets make make himself fantasy relevant i agree with you and travion williams especially since we both had no idea who this dude was my last one i was between mike boone um and chris herndon i just don't know what that contract situation is going to be in minnesota or the potential if one of those if either madison or cook would get hurt or anything would happen that's why i'm just saying like he's got travis kelsey as a tight end who's going to be starting 12 out of the 13 weeks. And he's got Ian Thomas, who could be with that guy. I I think there's a potential he could get rid of Chris Herndon and he'd be down to four of his original 25 guys that he drafted. But he's a solid player. I don't know. I was struggling for that last one. We'll be right back and we're going to talk about our commentary and what we think he should be doing for his roster.
0: Or you, when we get married. You can tell me if you don't like somebody, and then we can bring them back here and whoosh! Right through the moon door. I like the sound of that. Let's put a moon door in your winterfell. All right. It can go in here, in this big tower. Be careful!
1: You've ruined it, now I'm going to have to rebuild the whole thing. I didn't ruin it. You did? It was already ruined because it didn't have a moon door. I was fixing it! Locking things down isn't fixing them, it's ruining them. I didn't ruin it! You're being stupid. I didn't ruin it! we go back to logan's team we've already mentioned it a few times how many trades he's made and how few of the players he still has from his original draft like we've both said he's made his team a lot better
0: obviously we saw in his inaugural draft he kind of blew up his whole team but he actually restructured it to a better a better team i think overall obviously he's pretty aggressive in this offseason trading a lot Wheeling and dealing, but also I think he, you know, was not too frivolous in just throwing players on the block. I definitely think there could be some improvements with depth. Um, and I know you talked earlier, maybe trading one of his tight ends to try to get maybe a decent running back.
1: So if we start going through some of the trades that he makes, uh, I was just going through like the sleeper trades and we'll try to highlight notable ones, but with Logan, it's, there's quite a few notable ones. He traded uh, with Lefty, team backflip. He got Jameson Crowder and Adam Thielen, who typically, Crowder's a usual start, Thielen's a must start. For Gallup, who is really young, dynamic player, but we're not, not sure what we're going to get for target share in Dallas. And then K.J. Hill, a rookie from the Chargers. He hugely won this trade. Uh, what, did you think so as well?
0: I, by far, landslide win. I don't know what was going on in that trade room.
1: And then he got even more wide receiver depth when he traded Tony Pollard, who he said is one of his top few handcuffs to space balls, for um, Preston Williams, uh, the receiver for the uh, Dolphins, and a fourth-round pick. This is a lot more even, because Pollard is one of the top handcuffs, but Preston Williams is a pretty dynamic receiver, so it could be worth something
0: yeah i think it was pretty even i even think he could have maybe even got a third instead of a fourth
1: and then i already we've already both talked about how he fleeced will uh and got cory davis who typically is a potential flex starter if if someone if a team has, has some issues but for logan he probably will barely even start this guy then we'll talk about how logan and i always swap a fourth rounder the moment it's available any comments on these earth-shattering trades
0: um yeah i had to like just sit down after these trades went through um couldn't like i just couldn't fathom but um you know i think they're pretty fair for both parties so we'll we'll move on
1: then we'll talk about your trade where you got Ch- uh, chase edmonds and logan got a running back that we both think is probably going to be cut in a fourth rounder uh i think you definitely won this trade uh w- what was your thoughts on this
0: um yeah, not being biased but i think i did win this trade obviously i was itching out to get chase edmonds as i have uh Kenyon drake on my squad so i know he's a very um chase edmonds is a highly uh, just, um, sought after handcuff. so i really wanted to secure him before he you know before the season started and if something happened so uh, i agree with your with your thoughts i think i won this trade but um, I did give him a fourth, so maybe he'll he'll get a diamond in the rough there. But I don't know; we'll see.
1: And then he also traded for Paris Campbell, who was a second-year receiver who pretty much had his first year ruined by injury. Got him for a twenty twenty-one third and six dollars of fab with little slats. If anybody in the league would have known that Paris Campbell was worth that, we all would have jumped on it.
0: Yeah, I am completely shocked.
1: <laughs> and then we talked about it before how he traded. Um, Oh, he traded his 2022nd and his 2021 first to go up and get jerry judy when he somehow fell i'm sure you'd lo- be interested in offers but you'd probably have to give him quite a bit if you want to go get judy at this point and then he also got aj green for uh Mohamed sanu on patriots and a twenty twenty third, another huge win provided aj green stays healthy
0: most of the time he's very uh, conscious of who he's trading with and what he's trading to make sure that he actually
1: wins most of these trades a couple more trades to mention where he got travis kelsey from andy this offseason for evan ingram 2022nd and a 2021 third as of right now i think logan easily wins this travis kelsey is a top three tight end going forward especially with him mahomes throwing it to him and they're both on his team this is one that andy could come back and win this
0: i agreed. yeah well, i think andy is you know hedging her bets for the future which is perfectly fine because it's obviously we're in a dynasty league so we want to look at the future as well as what we have currently but as as you said you know you you can put a lot of money on kelsey and he will deliver for you so it's pretty safe, but you know if you're gonna put a lot of assets in a basket to hand to someone, you're gonna get a prize. Kelsey is a huge prize.
1: And then we have where he got DeAndre Hopkins and a 2022nd for Keenan Allen, uh, a 2021st and a 2022nd with Sturk. This one is a much more even trade. DeAndre is the far superior receiver to Keenan Allen, but. With the assets going back and forth, I think Logan wins this, but this is a much more even trade than some of the other claps that he's had in these talks. I,
0: I think it's more even on paper than people think, but obviously I think one way or the other, I think you're either biased toward Keenan Allen or Hopkins. I personally like Stirk side on this trade because of the picks and I think just building out further. But you are 100% right. Hopkins is obviously the cream of the creme um and you know even got a second so it's not terrible but um you know i will i think it's pretty even on paper so
1: james connor where he went and picked him up and he traded one of his backs that he got a pretty solid back in chris carson and a 2022nd for james connor chris carson's got some fumbling issues but he's still a very solid rb2 i'd say what do you think about that trade
0: yeah i think um you know, I think it's a safe kind of gamble. I know I think it sometimes you just have to kind of roll the dice on these running backs. Um, like you said, Chris Carson, I don't think you would I I don't think he felt comfortable in uh Seattle and um obviously the starter slated no injuries with in Pittsburgh, but I think moving forward James Conner's got a huge kill decline because there's some young guns behind him that are very, very athletic.
1: Sir could win that in the long run, but for right now I think connor has a slight win by logan there but that's another one that's pretty tough one i don't have written down here is when i traded for sammy Watkins and i gave up a uh, second and third forum which at the time i needed more depth at receiver but in the long run, with my not my newfound depth at receiver, I'm not – I think Logan wins that one as well.
0: A lot of these trades come down to what do you need in the moment, but at the same time, you also got to realize picks are valuable. I know many – some people in our league don't think that, but it is you – I know they are they – they're the building blocks of your team. Good example, We'll see how Andy, you know, kind of rebuild mode and see how her team will shake out in the next couple years.
1: So if we go through his roster, he's got – a top two fantasy QB with some solid guys behind him. He's got a top two or top three running back with a solid RB2. Where where do you think he needs help on his roster?
0: I think wide receiver is covered. I think tight end is covered. I honestly think he can build more depth in his running backs. I know he's got... a you know, three, four solid backs. It all depends on if they stay healthy. Um, I think some of those guys are are going to be the key factors of when he. I believe he's going to make the playoffs. It's just what what's he going to do in the playoffs, or what are those key role, you know, other role players from his team are going to do? Um, we know on paper, Pat Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, the Hopkins, and Kelsey. I mean, when when he starts all those four guys which is mostly going to be on a weekly basis one or two three of those guys are going to just bust out
1: i know we have some comments and we have talked about how stacked his team is at the moment where do you think this team could go
0: honestly i think he could make the title uh title game this year um just with all the firepower he's got kind of spread across his uh his positions boom or bust when he makes the playoffs and i am speaking very highly because i do think he's going to be a playoff team um it's just how he's going to perform a lot of that comes down to matchups and you know who gets hot obviously fantasy is just a big old gamble it's going to be pretty tough there's some really good teams out there i think overall this year might be a good year for him to, to really flex his muscles and get pretty deep in the playoffs.
1: The sky's the limit for him, and if it goes bust, it's going to have to be pretty spectacular to make it go bust. Next up, we'll go talk about his 2019 season in review. I'm guilty of a far more monstrous crime. I'm guilty of being a dwarf.
0: You are not on trial for being a dwarf. Oh, yes I
1: am. I've been on trial for that my entire life. We'll go through Johnny Sins and the Flex team review from the 2019 season. He started the year off 1 0 uh, when he faced Tyler, and he won 179.6 to 164.7. Pat Mahomes is his leading scorer with 33.3 points, and Tyler's leading scorer was Le'Veon Bell with 23.2. So we move into week two with a 1 0 record. In week two, Logan faced Taco. Logan won again, 154.2 to 130.92. His leading scorer was once again Pat Mahomes with 39.6. Jared Goff was Taco's leading scorer with 21.1. Moving into week three, Logan's team is 2-0. This is where he starts a two-game losing streak, where he loses to me, uh, 184.1 to 158.8. Keenan Allen was his top scorer with 43.6 points, but I had Alvin Kamara go off for 37.1. So Logan's record is 2-1. and one. We go to week 4, where he loses to Danny, 141.4 to 111.4. Chris Carson was Logan's leading scorer with only 18.5 points. Nick Chubb went off for Danny and got 39.3 points. So Logan is 2-2. Two and two. We move on to a close win in week 5 over Randy, 128.5 to 124.3. Pat Mahomes is Logan's leading scorer at 20.5 points. Russell Wilson, Randy's leading scorer with 37.9. Logan's record is 3-2. and two. We move on to Week 6, where he beats Will. 155 to 128.3. Stefan Diggs went off for 44.5 points for Logan's team, while Austin Hooper was Will's top scorer with 25.7 points. Logan is 4-2. Then we have the part... That probably broke Logan's season, a three-game losing streak, starting in Week 7, uh, where he loses to Rowdy by 30, 133.4 to 103.2. Sequan was Logan's leading scorer with 17 points, and Ezekiel Elliott was Rowdy's leading scorer with 26.7. Logan's team is 4-3. and three. We move on to Week 8, where he loses by 9.7 to Jake, 158.2 to 148.5. Saquon was his leading scorer with 28.3. Aaron Jones went off for Jake and scored 41.6. Logan's team was 4-4. Four four. Week 9 sees Ryan absolutely just demolish Logan's team, 175.9 to 128.2. Logan's leading scorer was the immortal QB, Matt Moore, with 17. Ryan's was Matt Stafford. Lamar must have been on by. Of 30.8 his record is four and five in week 10 he finally gets back in the win column where he beats uh Stirk daddy 149.1 to 130.5 pat mahomes was his leading scorer with 35.8 points josh allen had 25.4 five and five record goes into week 11 where he doesn't even break 100 and he just gets demolished by andy by 90 points 185.2 to 95.3 Keenan Allen was his leading scorer with 21.1 or Jimmy Garoppolo went off with 37.6 points his record is 5-6 Week 12 he gets back in the win column with a 27 point victory over Tyler 145.6 to 118.0 Ryan Tannehill was his leading scorer with 36.3 points Mark Ingram had 24.8 for Tyler his record is 6-6 Logan does not break 500 though, as in week 13, he loses by 41 to Michael, 150.4 to 109.2. Pat Mahomes is leading scorer with 21.5 points. Robert Woods had 30.2 for Michael. His final record, 6 7 on the season. We'll come right back with a week 1 through 13 preview of his 2020 season. Johnnyson's in the flex. According to Sleeper, he starts the season off 1-0 versus Spaceballs with a 176-159.9 to victory. Logan would start our must-start running backs, Saquon and James Conner, must-start receivers Adam Thielen and DeAndre Hopkins, obviously Travis Kelsey, and then we'd have A.J. Green and J- Jamison Crowder in the flexes. Spaceballs has Zeke, Mark Ingram, Golden Tate, and Marquise Brown in his flexes logan would be 1-0 we move to week two where logan is now going to be one-on-one according to sleeper after losing to randy 168.6 to 162.5 logan would be starting adam thielen and jamison crowder in his flexes so they just flipped aj green and thielen's spot so it's pretty much going to always be those top three receivers and as of now crowder is his fourth guy in the flex spot Randy would have Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Odell, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Darius Geis. I now see that would be a very high-powered matchup. But we move into week three with Logan at one and one. In week three, Logan would be back on the win column after beating Michael with a 156.4 a 142 victory. Logan would be starting all of the normal suspects. Um, although we'd have Ronald Jones instead of James Conner in this week. And as Adam Thielen, Jameson Crowder in his flexes, DeAndre Hopkins is a green receiver. Michael would have Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, and in his flexes, you'd have Tyreek Hill and Deontay Johnson. Logan would be 2-1. and one. We move to week 4. Still no buys yet, so Logan's top lineup would be a 3-1 and one record after beating Jake 170.5 To 146.8. Logan would be starting. James Conner again, Saquon, Hopkins Thielen, A.J. Green, and Jameson Crowder. So Ronald Jones just had a one-week blip in his lineup, according to Sleeper. Jake would have Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, and then Mike Williams and Devin Singletary in his flexes. So after this victory, Logan is three and one. In week five, we have our first buys of the season were the Packers and the Lions, where he would lose Alan Lazard and Tracy Walker. Logan would lose to my fellow co-hosts in this one, Ryan, 169 to 162.7, to bring him down to a 3-2 record. Logan would be starting all the usual suspects with AJ Green in the flex, and he'd have Jerry Judy this week in his flex spot. Ryan would have Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, DJ Moore, and DJ Chark, or otherwise known as DJ Squared. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Anthony Miller so after week five Logan's record would be three and two we move into week six where Logan would get back in the win column versus me with a 161.9 to 141.4 win there's four teams on bye this week which really doesn't affect Logan all that much Patriots Raiders Seahawks and Saints only only has Rashawn Penny on bye. Logan this week would start Ryan Tannehill over Pat Mahomes according to Sleeper uh, and would have everyone else as usual in his lineup although Ronald Jones appears back in his flex spot. I would have Jonathan Taylor, Tariq Cohen, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk Devontae Adams, and Devontae Parker or otherwise known as Devontae squared. After a 4-2 and two record Logan moves on to week 7 where he wins again. With a 5-2 and two record he now beats andy by 22.5 according to sleeper 163.9 to 141.4 logan would start ronald jones over james connor it has deandre hopkins AJ green all oh, james connors moved to the flex and jerry judy andy has zach moss deandre swift cooper cup tyler lockett john brown and curtis samuel Logan is hit a little hard by the buys in Week 7 with the Colts, Jaguars, Vikings, and Titans, Adam Thielen, Paris Campbell, Corey Davis, and Harrison Smith, and Yannick Ngakwe. We move on to Week 8 with Logan at a 5-2 and two record, where Ryan will take over.
0: In Week 8, Logan will take on Will, and Sleeper rejects a 7.3 win, 166-158. to 158. Some notable buys in Logan's lineups include... James Conner, Justice Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Jerry Judy, as the Cardinals, Ravens, Broncos, Texans, Steelers, and Redskins are all on bye. Some notable matchups and um, players that he will be starting this week will be Adam Thielen and Jameson Crowder in the wide receiver slots, uh, AJ Green and Preston Williams in the flex spots. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will be taking on the Jets for a favorable matchup, so see a lot of fireworks there as Saquon Barkley will take on Tampa Bay's tough defense. Uh, will will have Tom Brady playing the Giants in a favorable matchup there, and Michael Thomas taking on the Chicago Bears in Chicago, which might be a little challenging. With this win, Logan will move to 6-2 and two on the year. Week 9 brings Logan playing uh, Sturk Daddy. For the buys, we'll have the Bengals, Browns, Rams, and eagles this week some notable players on logan's rosters will include aj green and greg ward filling in those spots will be jerry judy and jameson crowder some favorable matchups this week for logan include saquon barkley playing at washington deandre hopkins uh, against miami and adam Thielen, uh against detroit some unfavorable matchups for garrett this week will be melvin gordon who travels to Atlanta. Sleeper rejects a 15.7 win for Logan, moving his record for the year to 7-2. and two. Moving on to Week 10, Logan will face Danny. Sleeper rejects a 9.14 loss, 153-144. to 144. Some notable buys this week include the Falcons, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Chargers, which will impact Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyrod Taylor, Justin Jackson, Travis Kelsey, and Greg DeLeg, Zerline. Logan's lineup looks pretty bare bones in this week as Ryan Tannehill takes the start, but James Conner, Chris Herndon, and James McConner all get really good matchups with James Conner playing Cincinnati and Chris Herndon and James McConner starting against in Miami. Uh, Greg DeLeg will not be playing this week, so Logan was out without a kicker. And Adam Theon has to travel to Chicago, and A.J. Green has to travel to a tough, rowdy Pittsburgh uh, stadium. With this loss, uh, Logan will move to 7-3 for the year. Looking ahead to Week 11, uh, Logan will try to take a backflip and get a win, as Sleep projects a 13.1 win against Tyler, 155.6-142. to 142 some buys for this week include the bills the bears the dolphins the giants the jets and the 49ers a big loss to logan's lineup will be saquon barkley preston williams jameson crowder and chris turned and blake martinez to fill in those gaps let's take a look at his lineup he has james Conner and ronald jones starting at running back but then he gets some favorable matchups with deandre hopkins at seattle Adam Thielen against Dallas, Travis Kelsey in Las Vegas, Jerry Judy against the Chargers, and then A.J. Green in Washington. Greg Leg is back for this win as Logan will move to an 8-3 and three record. Week 12 brings a matchup against Steve mm-hmm. as Sleeper projects a 22-point win for Logan, uh, 180.8 to 158. No buys this week, so Logan is fully stacked and ready to go. Some notable matchups include Saquon Barkley taking a big favorable matchup in Cincinnati and A.J. Green in New York. Some potential unfavorable but very interesting matchups include Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes visiting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With this nice win over Steve, Logan will move to a 9 and 3 for the season. Moving into the last week, Logan will take on our defending champ in a very, very, very close matchup. Sleeper projects Logan to lose by 0.36 to Randy. Some buys this week include the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Some Notable players that will be on by for Logan's uh, roster will be Ronald Jones, Ian Thomas. Fully loaded, though, Logan has some really good matchups with James Conner taking on Washington, A.J. Green in Miami, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes against Denver at home. Some unfavorable matchups include DeAndre Hopkins at the Rams and Saquon Barkley visiting Seattle. With this loss, very close loss, Logan's final record for the 2020 season will be nine and four. Sleeper has his project their projection at nine and four, as we just discussed. Um, I have my prediction at eight and five. I think he's going to be uh, a slight better than last year, as he definitely went out and grabbed some good pieces for his team. Um, but there's also some struggle I think that he'll he'll have this year with uh, a lot of the other competing teams. So. I think he's going to make the playoffs, and I even will go even farther and say that he could potentially make it to the title game if his players stay healthy and they just have amazing breakout years um, ahead. So my prediction is going to be 8-5. and five.
1: We're both in agreement, though, where we both think he's probably going to be 8-5, and five, but we also think that he will easily make the playoffs, but as long as everyone stays healthy – He has a shot to win the title, and that's that's the first team we've been able to talk about in this series of podcasts that we both consistently think that he has a chance to win the title at. I really think that it's pretty much title or bust. Um, He's got plenty of ammo to work with for next year, but at this point, he's got to be thinking about that title. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me this week, and next we will have little slads for the next team preview with Logan and I. Uh, we'll see you soon.